Ethan, what is happening? I have no idea. The Vatican is, is extraditing Cardinals so that they don't go to jail. I don't understand. Okay, Ugh. this is the episode. We're starting right now. Welcome to the Crunch, Episode One Hundred Two. I'm Patrick. How come you get to introduce it when we're angry? <laughs> Welcome to the Anger Cast. Welcome to the Angry Cast, starring Patrick. Now, apparently. oh my gosh. Okay, we can't. All right, this this is going to be an unedited because here's here's the thing. I so. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hey, if this is your first episode and you're on my campus, they won't all be like this. Some of them are fun. (laughs) So, promise that we like to have a good time on this show. It's just that the church is forcing us to not today. Everyone's been saying, like, uh, that their their priest was very brave and talked about the scandal, or their priest wasn't brave and didn't talk about the scandal. And so I was sitting there thinking, man, we have a voice, right? So like. A parish, we could be is, very brave. a parish is maybe like 750 people. We have like yeah. 1,500 people listening to this podcast. So That's true. That's true. Does that mean that we have to say something? And at first I thought, no, it doesn't because we well, don't I, have anything to say. But now think, as I things develop. that We could start our own church. I think, <laughs> I think we got the numbers. <laughs> we wanted to. <laughs> we got the numbers. <laughs> kidding. Obviously kidding. Mm. 200% loyal to Pun Effect. Anyway, at, at Pontifex. So at, continue. I just, I thought, no, we don't need to say anything. But now as things develop, I think we do. Yeah, it was, here's the thing, right? Is when you texted me. So I got, I got to hang out with Zach Mabry on Sunday, which was awesome. Shout um, out Zach Mabry. Shout out Zach Mabry. And we talked about a lot of things. We talked about integralism. Uh, we talked about. <laughs> ads online but we spent a lot of time talking about the church and the hierarchy and the scandals and all of those things and i don't know it just i was in the same boat as you like i really don't want to talk about this i feel like i have nothing to say that hasn't already been said but the more i talked to zach about it the more i realized i looked down on my watch i was like oh we've been talking about this for two hours maybe i do have some thoughts and opinions that i would like to share exactly um because the thing is is that with all of this happening the first two weeks of school i have just been not paying attention. Not paying attention. Oh yeah, hands down. I'm, I'm like, like I'm busy. Right. I'll like log on Twitter and I'll see that everybody's still upset and I'll be like, okay, see you guys later. And like I know what's going on. I've been keeping up in the news and everything, but I'm I just don't want to jump into the conversation because everybody just seems to be pissed all the time. And it's just it's not how I want to dedicate my free time. I'd rather sit sit down what I've been doing instead of going onto Twitter and talking about the scandals, I've been sitting down on my couch and watching seasons one through five of Drake and Josh. (laughs) Better use of my time. Yeah. The nineties were so much better. No church scandals. Wait, early 2000s, early 2000s. Early 2000s. So much better. Um, but yeah, I, I, I realized something on Sunday, which is when I texted you this, that we needed to talk about this. And the reason why I said that was because I went to mass that day Mm -hmm. and I was like, I know this priest, he's old, he's not going to talk about the scandal, and I went in mass, and I was like, hum dum da dum and I listened to the readings, and I was like, holy crap, uh-huh. this is real, and then, because um, the, the, the lector was like reading with the emotion of a faithful mm-hmm. lay Catholic who found out that the church hierarchy was hiding horrible it was things. The- 
It was the reading about the shepherds, right? Well, um, Joshua. Or was that? So, oh. it, so the first reading was from the book of Joshua, where Joshua stands up in front of the Israelites after they sinned in the desert for like 40 uh, years. And he goes, you have a choice. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. serve the gods over there, or you can serve the gods over here, or you can serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. That one, right? So, and and the and the uh, the the lector was reading it with like this sorrow, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And then the priest, then the the gospel was, um, "Are you are you going to leave as well?" And then, Lord, where else would I go? You have the words of everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And then the priest was talking. He's like, "The Lord has the words of everlasting life." He says things like, and then he just went through a bunch of things that the Lord said. And then he goes, and now we're at this point in the church history where Jesus is asking you the same question that he asked Peter. And as you think about your response, remember who has the words of everlasting life. And he continues on and he says, this isn't about priests. This whole deal isn't about us. Like not, not the scandal, but the church itself. He's, he's like, the, the reason why we're here is not because our faith is dependent on the holy, the holiness of the, the deacons or the priests or the bishops. And then he like swallows and goes, or even the Pope. And as he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, yep. this is real life. This mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't an internet controversy. This is different than all of the other things the Pope has said. The stupid airplane interviews, Laudato Si, Amoris Laetitia, all of the stuff holding hands during the our father that's all this internet trad your your atheist boyfriend can go to heaven like this is like (laughs) this is like an actual international crime and what you're telling me that like one of the cardinals has been extradited to avoid civil justice that's like allegedly 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 allegedly. proven yet but it's, Let's not talk about it too soon, because there was that whole yeah. thing where, like, the crowd wasn't actually chanting Vigano's name. And then, yeah. yeah, anyway. It just came out, and it's from Church Militant. But yeah. everybody's talking about it like it's real, that Cardinal Worrell has legitimately been extradited from the United States to avoid arrest by United States authorities and have his passport revoked on account of his crimes. Which is just like, Whew. what is happening? Well, because technically cardinals are Vatican citizens, right? Is that true? I think it is. You can't be... Can you be? You can. I get, like, is there like a dual citizenship type yeah, of situation? So. I think so. Okay. But oh my gosh! Are I they? mean, it was it was crazy. Let me tell you this. So I was, I kind of had a similar like a watershed moment similar to yours, um, after the Vegano letter came out. Whatever. Did you read out. it? No, I read the whole thing. It is depressing. All of the names of the cardinals are in bold, and it's like, yeah, holy crap. It was like Monday or Tuesday, whenever that came out, and I went to mass that day. I think it was Tuesday. Um, I can't. I honestly don't remember. Maybe it was Saturday. I can't tell you. Um, I went to mass that day, and normally during the mass, I read somewhere. It's a cool little practice in the mass to to bow your head right when the lord's name is said like when they say jesus christ you bow your head um i do that anytime but especially in the mass when they say the blessed virgin's name when they say the name of the saint that that church is uh named after right so if they say saint philip neri in the eucharistic prayer you should bow your head yeah. um final one is, is if they say the name of the pope right in the eucharistic prayer and that's a practice that i kind of been adopting because it just keeps me more focused on on the prayer and in the mass and all those types of things 
it makes me more reverent, all of that. And it was just really hard to bow my head when he said Pope Francis's name. Mm-hmm. And that was like for the first, because I hadn't really been paying attention. I hadn't been angry. I hadn't been upset. But then it, his name is said, and then I pray a rosary later that day, and I'm leading the rosary. And the first thing that you do is for the intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis. And I was, I couldn't say for the intentions of, I was like, for the, for the Holy Father, Pope Francis. Yeah. Which was just brutal. Cause it's like, yeah, like you said, he's, he maybe has not been the most orthodox in some things. And I mean, I read Joy of the Gospel not too long ago, a book that was written by him. Loved it. Right. Yeah. Really affected me. He's really changed a lot of people all over the world. And then all of a sudden you've got all this stuff coming out of just how, It's just hard. It's because it's, I have no personal connection with the Pope. I have no, there's no reason that it really should affect me all that much. But, and my faith is not shaken in the Catholic Church. My faith in Jesus Christ is not shaken in any way. But they have a responsibility and they just freaking beefed it. You know, they just, they yeah, had all the expect power better. The they had all the power in the world to, to take care of this in the proper way way right in a way that is just and merciful without compromising either of them yeah and what we got instead was just this shadowy hidden uh just crap and the fact that it goes all the way up to the pope like what i wasn't expecting that honestly i wasn't either and now every day i'm waking up scared to check my phone because i'm afraid that i'm gonna see pope resigns like yeah that's i don't want that i don't want that to happen because it's like it it it's not. That's not. That's. It's not supposed to be like that. You know. It's. No, it's supposed. Church is not a government or a or a company where if your leader screws up or has enough negative press, then he just resigns and you pick a new one. Like the Holy <laughs> Spirit chose Pope Francis. Yeah, he chose him to lead the church. Right. And. We can't this is this is what frustrates me the most out of anything is I see all these people like today the all of the memes were the new pope should have blah 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 and like it was a bunch of jokes. But like Do you know why what are we joking what it about would that? Mean? Do you know what it would mean for two popes to have resigned within our lifetime? That's crazy. It has literally never happened before. We have never Unpre- had three living popes except for that one really bad time. Remember what happened? Yeah. Unprecedented. <laughs> and it's and we're joking about it, right? And we're making memes out of it. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. I don't know. <laughs> Go pray. That's what read a book. That's what we do every that's what we do with everything, Ethan. We just make memes. That's just what oh, Yeah. We but make this, jokes. We just it's different. You know? I feel like this is people are always like, Oh, I can't wait for a Cardinal Seurat to be Pope. Shut up. You don't know who's gonna be Pope. You're not the Holy Spirit. Thank God you're not. Because <laughs> I don't think you know what you're talking about. It's not like a president. You can't just be like, man, I can't wait for Kanye 2020. Uh, sorry, I'm fired up. I I'm I want us to And and then you have all these all these people. I mean, Catching Fosses did a great episode about this. It's like, well, what can we do? Is there need to be lay reform? We need to reduce the clericalism, but we can't uplift the laity above the clergy and how do we even I don't I don't care about all that. I don't know what to do institutional reform is not my forte <laughs> i'm not really good at reforming 2000 year old or organizations I've, I've never done it before so then patrick if we don't make i i don't think we should be making memes i don't think we should just be joking about this yeah i don't think that you and i are necessarily in a spot to be like well now we're gonna change how the church works like 
wh- what do we do? Well, because it's not a the the church the way the church works is not the problem here. The way like the theological <laughs> church right. not, works, yeah, not uh, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. the way people view the clergy, the, the way, way that the, the hierarchy is operating, the way the hierarchy is held accountable, the way well, that the hierarchy. Yeah, I'll, I don't know what that even means. The but. sins of the clergy reflect the sins of the time. I think we can just say that without a doubt. When you talk about like the horrible popes that have existed yeah. in the past, yeah, what wealth and corruption in the medieval ages, whatever the whatever whatever you want to talk about, Middle Ages is ridiculous because it's like a thousand years of time. But anyway, it reflects the corruption of the age, right? And what is the corruption of this age? It's sexual. And it's hidden, and it's insidious, mm. Mm. and it's of course it made it to the church. I mean, I, I tweeted about this a while ago. It was like my first response to this was, "Well, duh." <laughs> like yeah. that. That was my first response, and I I feel like that's everybody's response, especially people who aren't in the church and don't have this really high idea of the clergy. It's like I didn't I didn't think it was going to go. Th- that's the thing. I didn't think it was going to go this high up. If you told me if you told me that some random that some random bishop in Pennsylvania was hiding the fact that some random priest buggered some kids, I'd be like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. If you if you come up to me and say, hey, um, Cardinal Worrell, who you've talked to, mm-hmm. has um, has hidden the fact that priests were doing horrible things to kids, and also another cardinal was sleeping with seminarians and the pope knew about it i'd be like okay that's ridiculous that's da vinci code stuff uh-huh like <laughs> but it seems like that was true and i think i think that there's a desire to give the benefit of the doubt and yeah. you can say like absolutely it's very it's very likely that pope francis just drop the ball on a few things and like it's not as bad as it seems Mm -hmm. but even if it's not as bad as it seems it seems pretty bad better than this is not good you know (laughs) yeah and i think well i mean maybe you can speak to this but as far as giving the church the benefit of the doubt this is something i talked to zach about is i don't think that our generation our age group is ever inclined to give a large organization the benefit of the doubt right in oh, the definitely not in the post 9 11 the post um 2002 scandal in the post whatever world that we're living in right um we're not going to give any large organization the benefit of the doubt i can i see a lot of our friends online who are older than us in their 30s and 40s who are very upset because more upset than we are because I think they're more surprised and they're more shocked because they're more conditioned to to be surprised and shocked by these things, right? And for us, it's just this is the world that we live in is that every everything sucks, and so I mean, I go to a Virtus training where they sit down and talk about how to spot child predators, and they have like yep. people dressed in polos being like child predators. But I'm like, look, we all know we all know what we're talking about here. It's like, yep. And I the fundamental thing that I realize is that my apologetics is going to have to change. And what I mean Mm. by that is like my standard defense of the whole priests (laughs) have sex with kids thing was like, Oh look at the Protestant denominations. They're just as bad. They're doing the same thing. And also like, and then along the other lines is like, 
like oh it's not as like it's not as prevalent as the meat apparently it super is not like the prevalence but like the prevalence isn't the problem anymore the apologetics has to change because the accusation has changed it's like yeah sure you might be the 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 there's no there's no correlation between celibacy and pedophilia or any kind of sexual deviancy let's just Mm -hmm. put that out there that's just obvious to me and if you don't think that that's true just go do some actual research or talk to me and i'll do some research for you because i don't want to make you you know work your brain Folks, too hard I just like to, i'd like to remind all of you that i've been celibate for 22 years and i have uh never not, uh never experienced anything never yeah. sexually harassed anybody so yeah uh, like if you <laughs> if you can be celibate for the entire like sexual sexually formative years of your life and not sexually molest anyone then you're probably going to be fine in your 40s when all you want is a nice flank steak and a nice nap um <laughs> that's the only thing that 40 year old people want <laughs> that's all that i'm gonna want when i'm 40 <laughs> leave me alone Good. give me my steak. leave me alone give me my steak <laughs> wife walks up to me like no 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 i know what that does i'm done we've had 20 already i'm good <laughs> hey number 20 make me a plank steak um <laughs> it's uh good 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 old good old crunch banter really lifts the spirits good old classic good old classic in the middle of a serious <laughs> moment uh what was i even talking kind of about old. oh because the the attack is now different. The attack is now not. It doesn't matter if it was the same as it was as it is in other like, um, what is it? Demographics. You hit it, and not only like did the bishop or the priest hide it, the cardinals did, and so did the pope. So how am I supposed to trust you? And that's the biggest problem with the church is lack of trust. You know what happens when uh. A young kid our age walks into a church. They expect to be told, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. Um, Can we have some money? Yep. That's all they expect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, they don't always get that, which is true. It's true. Like, I think we're very good about being reasonable with tithing to the point where we can't turn our lights on. And we're very good at preaching mercy. I think that's different. But the re... Steve, Steve, the missionary, shout out Steve, the missionary, put it the best. I think we found the reason why the church has been failing for the last 50 years. It's not because yeah. of poor mass attendance. It's not because the family is disintegrating. It's not because of the sexual revolution or Mar- Margaret Sanger or whatever. It's because priests were literally doing this since the 1960s, 1950s, 50s. and yeah. no one was doing anything about it. And what's crazy is those priests from the grand jury report are all dead. Yeah, I looked them all up. They're creepy, but also yeah. they're dead. And yeah. one of them was sent to Disney World. Literally, like that's not even a joke. Yeah, like, did you hear yeah. about that? Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's it's it, it's like it's crazy because it's not even it's not even about the priests anymore. It's not even about the sexual abuse anymore. It's about the fact the clergy, the hierarchy lied to us, yeah, and hung us out to dry. And now. The lay people are kind of just sitting on the ground like, okay, well, I mean, I was trying to fix catechesis, but I guess now we have to fix institutionalized corruption as well. I guess that's just... And, and it's so easy to just be like, to say, quote, the bishops, right? Yeah, and that's just true. blame, quote, the bishops. And I still think that there's an element of that, right? Obviously, everybody's like, Tear down the USCCB. Get rid of it. 
Um, it wasn't really the USCCB, though. Yeah, regardless. But pe- everybody's mad at the bishops in mass. And so it's like, and mass, not in mass. Um, get it? It's funny. <laughs> um, everybody's mad at the bishops. And it's, I do think that a lot of it is is top down and a lot of it is bottom up and and so i think we just need to meet in the middle somehow i don't know what it looks like but all i want is for every single bishop to come out and say i'm sorry i'm sorry first of all this is how we're handling it this is what we're doing this is what's going on in our diocese right now um if there's nothing going on in the diocese right now great but just like what i don't understand what the problem is about like transparency with the bishops right do you want these people to be a part of this church or not? Do you want these people to love this church or not? Do you want these people to trust the clergy, the people who are giving them the sacraments, right, yeah. or not? Sounds like at least I haven't heard of any of the bishops in my home state that have said anything. And maybe that's just because I haven't seen it. I'll admit it. But I've looked, and I haven't seen anything from 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 the bishops. The church is really bad at handling press issues. And I, but I don't understand why. Like, it's not – and the Pope here is now saying, like, oh, I will not say a word about this. You can draw your own journalistic conclusions. What does that even mean? Also, Just, holy crap, Francis. Every yeah. single issue, you have given immediate gut knee-jerk reaction. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that the, the church should be as well-trained in PR as a company or a media organization – or a celebrity, but I am saying that uh, one of the commandments is to not lie. Uh, and when you ob- obfuscate the truth, when you intentionally make it so that the people do not know what's going on when they're asking you a pointed question, when they're trying to f- figure out what is really happening, regardless of what the issue is, then you are lying to your church, and you which think- is a sin. And so, and this goes for bishops, this goes for cardinals, this goes for priests, this goes for popes. Everybody's held to the same standard, so I don't understand why they can play this dance around the issues. Cardinal Cupich, you know, releasing his crap that just sucked, oh right? Oh, my gosh. more concerned about what? Shut your mouth and be honest with us, right? This is the church, the body of Christ. There's no way the Pope is more concerned about climate change than he is about this. That's crazy. Exactly. Like, do you not have – this is the the – oh, gosh. Gomer talks a lot about – how the 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 church is the bride of christ and when the when the bridegroom leaves you know the the bride is dressed up like a prostitute and put out onto the street corner and when he comes back he's he's so angry that he doesn't even know what to do right because of how uh we've treated his bride you know what i mean and so this is literally what the what these clergymen are doing do you not respect the bride of christ enough to tell us the truth to be honest with us, to be forthright, to actually try, that's the thing that gets me, is I just feel like that there's no effort. Some some bishops have been great, right? Uh, we can admit, like, Bishop uh, Cordelione, I don't know how to say his name. I Bishop mean, Cordelione, Olmsted, yeah. Cordelione, Bishop Olmsted. Um, I think there's been a couple that I've seen that have been really good statements, and, like, kudos to them. But that's a very small percentage. Yeah. Sorry, that's just, I'm very upset about all of those things. Am I crazy? Like, does am I? No. Am I off the mark here? I mean, do we even know? It's it's crazy because we're not even talking about what happened because it's like, 
Like what yeah. what 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 did the bishops do in the first place? We were talking people were talking on Twitter about how like um what McCarrick did wasn't even child abuse. It wasn't it wasn't minors, it was adults. Yeah, but it's adults. like it's like okay, cool. So still a total abuse of power. Total abuse of power and like super messed up. It's not even it's not even about like what they did it even though it is cuz it's like it's a horrible sin, but also it's the fact that there was this institutionalized cover up of it. Which is just it just hurts so much. And I saw this article written by I forget, I don't know if he was Catholic or not. I think he was, but it was like to what extent do I need to stay in the church to stay Catholic? Like how how far away can I leave the church? Because I really want to. And it was like at first I was taken aback by it. I was like, How dare you? Like right. you're just you're just looking for an excuse to leave. Right? Because that that's kinda how I that's kinda how I see it. It's like with stuff like this. It's just people that don't want the church and they're looking for a reason to be, to take the moral high ground. Right. And they're like, well, obviously you're not the the true church because people sin, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, it, it's, it's this really high, like, it's just really prideful stance, but it didn't seem like this article was written like that at all. It seemed like he was saying, help. I feel like I need to go. But if I do, am I going to hell? And I was like, that sucks because I'm sure there are plenty of people in this situation. And shout out to the people that are in that situation right now because the the kind of dedication that a cradle Catholic has to the church is great for times like this. It's just... It, times like it's like it's like well it's it's not a where else would I go in the sense of like I am so in love with Jesus but it's like I don't know anything else so I'm scared to leave which is perfect because it keeps you in the church during tough times but also <laughs> for people <laughs> but it, it's really it's really not it's really not that great of a thing in other times because you get complacent it, anyway um he was a convert and so converts know what it's like to not be Catholic and they know being perfectly comfortable without being Catholic and they're like I didn't have to reconcile uh terrible cover-ups when I was Catholic, when I, when I wasn't Catholic. And so my cousin, Jake, shout out, Jake, uh, DM me this article and he was like, Hey, like, what's, what's a good response to this? Because I feel like the answer is just a resounding no. Um, cause what, what, what the guy, what the guy who retweeted the article was saying was that Islam is in a better situation because it doesn't rely on clergy as much as the Catholic church does. And herein lies a fatal fallacy. Of the of clericalism, which is what Gomer uh-huh. was talking about, I think I haven't listened to the episode. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what. Uh, yeah, it's like it, it's 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 not true that the Catholic Church is centered around the clergy as if the, as if the clergy is more Christian than we are. Just the clergy has yeah. this specific role that mm-hmm. is a powerful role and is easily abused, right? And so, because I, I, I told him, I was like, well, 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 I mean, if you think about it, the times we've produced great saints. We there have also been times where we produce great saints and also had terrible popes. So it's like you can have horrible leadership and still move, right? Like one can have both. Yeah. Um, just, was... oh, there was there was dust on my on my glass. I thought it was inside my glass. Anyway, um, and so I, I I used the reference of this is kind of piggybacking off what you said. The Book of Hosea. Okay. Married to a prostitute who kept cheating on him and Mm -hmm. God kept being like, no, 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 go back to her. Yeah. And it's an analogy for God in Israel 
It's an analogy for Christ and for us mm-hmm. when we always leave him and he still comes back for us. And it's a, and it's an analogy for Christ and his church. Oh, yeah. And like you said, you said it's like someone dressing up the bride of Christ as a prostitute. I think that's a better analogy because the bride of Christ is spotless or is going to be, right? It's just mm-hmm. her her true dignity is stainless. But we are the people who dress her up as if she is stainable, right? And so Christ is disgusted by that and is angry and like is right is rightly so but he doesn't leave her so why should we yeah and he said he kind of he kind of summed it up in a really beautiful way he said uh jake in response he said uh human action doesn't negate the truth um and it's it's true that jesus established the church on earth and it's true that he's here it's true that priests can consecrate the eucharist and sanctify us and um forgive our sins and they're the only people that can do that so we have to stay here there's nowhere else for us to go and that's a good thing and it is a good thing regardless it feels like a bad thing now and it's going to for a while but i'm just i'm just and celibacy is being attacked too. I'm just, I just, I don't know why I opened Twitter again. <laughs> Someone from ABC just tweeted: Catholic bishops say there will be a dialogue in the church about the possibility of voluntary instead of mandatory celibacy. And uh. someone replied: um, The priesthood is already mandatory. Or sorry, the priesthood is already voluntary. <laughs> There's That's the priesthood funny. is mandatory. <laughs> I mean, if you're baptized. Um. Hey yo. Yeah, let's drop that on him. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. It makes me think, today I went to Mass, and after I received the Eucharist, I haven't had super powerful prayer lately. Like nothing has been totally rocking me today. I fell asleep for my entire holy hour. Um, Attaboy. I know. Just killing it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but today after I I've sat down hour, forever, you're fine. Yeah. After I kneeled down after receiving Jesus, um, I just, I don't know if it was me talking to myself or if it, it was just a thought that God gave me, whatever it was, it was a grace. Um, but I just heard, Jesus say like, I'm still here for you. Like, regardless of what you do, or where you go, or whatever happens, whatever sins you commit, whatever um, things you say, or how many holy hours you fall asleep through, no matter what happens in the church, around the church, to you personally, like, I'm still here for you. And I just, I looked up at the, at the crucifix at that moment, and I was just like, I mean, yeah, there's a reason that there's like a physical church here. There's a reason that the crucifix is is in stone, you know, up upon, you know, up above the altar, up above the tabernacle, right? There's a reason that this this physical building exists where where Jesus is that I can come to. It's because he's 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 no matter what happens, he's still there. Like he's still yeah. He doesn't he. I mean he he hurts, right? More than we could ever even comprehend, he hurts for all these things. But it's never, 
going to drive him away from us. Like he will always be there. And I think that's what we have to remember. Whether that's like an institutional, legitimately like come to Jesus moment, or if it's just a personal thing for everybody. I don't know, but that's that's the truth, right? It goes along with what you're saying. Like there are truths. And one of the biggest ones is that Jesus will always be there for us. Have you ever seen your parents or like have you seen your parents have you ever have your parents ever (laughs) sinned against you you know what Uh, i mean yes yeah like fewer times than i've sinned against them let's just there are so many times i've sinned against my parents to be clear it's like a it's like a 100 to 1 it's it's a really big ratio of in favor Mm -hmm. of me being a horrible child and my parents being awesome But exactly. do you remember the first time that your parents ever did something to you that you could like understand, wow, that was wrong and that hurt a lot? Do you remember that moment? Yes. You don't have to say what it is, obviously. I do too. Right. And it was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, but I was so sad. <laughs> it affected me so much because I was like, my parents are these impenetrable Mm-hmm. Um, fortresses of of goodness, all all blessings flow through them. But mm-hmm. it's the moment you realize that your mom and your dad are sinners, and like right. even though they punish you, like they're also capable of doing bad things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us are experiencing that right now. Of wow, I didn't, re- and it's like so much of a greater degree. I mean, when you think about it, but it's like. Some of us are really experiencing that of wow, um, our who the the people who are supposed to be our fathers, yeah, uh, they really messed up, and they hurt us like almost directly, like directly they did, um, and it's I remember when it happened my my I'm not gonna say like the situation, but I remember when when it happened to me, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to forgive them but obviously i have (laughs) and it's taken a long time not like i'm sure it took a long time um but it's something that needs to happen and like we talked about a while ago we're so quick to just like put people in boxes and like ship them off and we're so quick to do that with we people are trying to put pope francis in this box people are trying to put all the cardinals they're probably trying to put the entire catholic church in this box of rapists and and enablers it's what it's what the box that people are trying to put the clergy in and it's like and they're gonna do it in their minds and they're i mean they have for the past two decades it's happened past two or three decades it's happened and they're gonna do it in their heads and it's gonna justify them not coming to the church but i mean we can't do it um and it's really weird to say that and it's gonna i'm not saying that right now you need to be like all aboard the Pope Francis train and wearing the hashtag love like Francis t-shirt that they sell in the Franciscan bookstore for 1999. Um, that's just not, not going to get very many sales. No, it's <laughs> not going to get very many sales. Um, but love like Vigano, love like Vigano, um, confess your sins. And like, you're, it's it, not, not everyone's going to be wearing the Pope Francis tiny saint for a while, but like, we're going to have to forgive him eventually right like we're in this really weird position as a church where like we're able to know basically the clergy's every move 
and that wasn't true for a long time. Like the the thing about the the um, Medici popes or like the the Borgia popes or whatever, like yeah. they the really sucky popes that had like mistresses and stuff. The the, the everyday Catholic didn't know that, nor yeah. did they need to. They mm-hmm. still like their parish priest was awesome. Mm-hmm. and they grew and they became saints and like there's a reason why god allowed those horrible moments to happen then because communication well like institutional corruption didn't affect the everyday person now institutionalized corruption affects everybody and it's like yikes um correct me if i'm wrong sure um but if we don't forgive Pope Francis in this life, then we will be dealing with that in purgatory. Is that correct to say? So, yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I mean, Jesus makes it pretty clear in the Gospels, not seven times, but 77 times. Make peace with one another, right? That's why we have the sign of peace at the Mass. Shout out, Trads. I, yeah, um... the Trads hate the sign of the peace. It's regardless of what you think about the liturgy, take it outside the mass for a second. The sign of peace is there before we before we enter into like communion, right? Yeah. Right. The ultimate communion, the thing that brings us together is the body of Christ. That that the sign of peace is right there, right before we receive Jesus, because there's not supposed to be anything holding us back from perfect communion with one another. And that's true with context of mass and that's true outside the context of the mass that's why jesus tells us to forgive each other not seven times but 77 times seven times 70 times um and and we so, all have in our minds what the worst sin in the world is like we all like it's <laughs> the unforgivable the unforgivable sin is blasphemy against the holy spirit right so it's like this we we could talk about what that means but that's the worst one hands down and like Regardless, regardless of what the the horrible thing and like the worst in my mind, because I'm 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 in this mindset of what McCarrick did and what priests have done, like what mm-hmm. some priests have done to children is heinous. I've mortally sinned before. It's the same thing. Same, bro. And like. I just think about, like, if everything that I ever did was public. And I was long gone. I couldn't defend it. And all that was left was my family to still try and remember me as a good person. I don't know. Like, I don't want to really – I don't really want to make this about, like, pedophiles and rapists and, like – but it's it's it, pe- people have to be forgiven. And not not ultimately if they didn't repent, right? But, like, we have to do it. Because we're really bad at it. And God God's the one who makes the final call, right? So, like, we we can't say that the people who that we can't we can't say that McCarrick's going to hell. We can't say that Pope Francis isn't supposed to be Pope. We can't say these things because we don't know those things. And like the fact is, Pope Francis doesn't deserve to be Pope. I also don't deserve to go to heaven. Neither do neither do you, Ethan. We all deserve. Oh man, we, you know what, Not Ethan? Again. You know what, buddy? You might deserve to go to heaven. Hey, 
Cheers to that. Cheers. Clink, Cheers. Clink, 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 I just knocked clink. my PBR can against the microphone. Oh, I just I just knocked my I don't I don't even know what this is. But I mean, I don't I don't I don't even know what I'm saying cuz one one of the biggest critiques of this conversation that I've heard is like people make it about the perpetrators and not the victims. Oh my gosh. I can't even begin to understand what those people went through. But I know what I'm going through and I'm not talking to the victims right now because I can't because yeah. I'm like, like let, let the professionals talk to the victims and he- help heal them. I'm not, I'm not trying to heal victims right now because I'm not qualified to do that. I'm trying to heal us because I'm trying to heal the church who is, I'm trying to heal the members of the church who like are in this weird position of being a third party and yet yeah. somehow intimately involved in the sin of these people. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that the only way to heal it is forgiveness. And yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be honest. It's gonna take me a it's gonna take me like a really short time to try and forgive Francis. It's gonna yeah. take me a significantly longer time to forgive Cupich and to forgive the bishops that are being very backwards about this. It's gonna take me yeah. a longer time to forgive McCarrick. But you're right, Ethan. The fact is that if I don't forgive people for their sins, especially Literally sins like this, like sins that I'm a third party to, right? Even though we're all directly affected by sin because we're part of the church, right. et cetera, et cetera. If I have a hard time forgiving this, how am I supposed to forgive people who sin against me in a real and substantial way because it happens? Yep. And I'm not even talking about people who cut me off in the parking lot. I'm talking about people who mortally sin against me. How am I supposed to forgive them if I can't forgive McCarrick? Jeez. Yeah. Some 85-year-old dude halfway across the country that you've never even met. Like – yeah it's it's kind of heavy i don't realize the gravity of my own sin because I, I can say it None theologically if we, did, if we did we wouldn't sin yeah like yeah. if we if we knew the gravity of our sin we would die <laughs> we'd just be straight up like oh gosh and just fall over but i i just i don't even i don't I'm not. I'm, I'm even saying naturally not like a supernatural knowledge of how bad my sin is but a natural knowledge of how bad my sin is because oh yeah. maybe it just maybe just because it's just the grace of confession and like I have experienced how grave my past sins are and like God has allowed me to like kind of forgive myself from those sins because that is important too. But like the, I, I just, when I, when I think of stuff that I've done and stuff that McCarrick's done, I think of those sins as two different levels, even though they're totally in the eternal scheme of things. They're the same, same total yep. separation from God is just total separation from God is total separation from God. doesn't matter what you did. Mm hmm. Now that just like legally, it's worse. But right, we know how good the American legal system gets it. I don't know, man. I didn't think this podcast was going to be about forgiveness. I, well, I'm glad that it ended up being about that because otherwise it just would have been uh, depressing with no up, with no uptick, with no with no light at the end of the with tunnel. No light just... in the tunnel. Hey, a, a tunnel without any light is just a tomb. It just would have been like the ending of the saddest Christmas movie ever. You ever seen it? It's called All Mine to Give. It's about this family. No, listen. Oh, okay. It's about, the, about this family who uh, both the parents die. First mm-hmm. the dad and the mom of like sickness or whatever. Then the oldest kid, because he has no nowhere else to go, nothing else to do, in the middle of winter, takes all of his younger siblings, right? All like three or four of them goes on knocking on doors trying to get families to take him in and then he's the only one left and then the movie ends with him take pulling his sled walking off into the snowstorm by himself wait no one takes him in and all the kids die 
no no one takes him in they, they take in all the younger kids so he's the only one left so he's just out walking by himself into the snowstorm that's a christmas movie christmas movie that Thanks. could have been the end of our episode so at least we have that little thing about forgiveness in wait there. dang it you mentioned the sad movie at the end of the episode <laughs> my, my bad <laughs> my, it's um, a j- huge joke in our family because that was like my parents when they first got married it was like their first christmas together a christmas movie came on oh great christmas movie we're just married cute fun snuggle up ice cream popcorn and it just got worse <laughs> and worse and worse and by the end they were just sobbing they're like this is the worst christmas movie ever so it's oh my legend, gosh i that happened legend. to me with the boy in striped pajamas oh i don't want to watch it it's <laughs> it a sound bad. it's about the holocaust and it's just it's just i watched oh. it and i was like emotionally I, scarred and my mom was like I, I thought you knew that. Did you it think was it was like... about a boy that like got an ugly pair of pajamas? What did you think it was about? I I didn't think I I I think I knew it was about the Holocaust, but I didn't think about the ramifications. <laughs> I was only a boy. I was twelve. <laughs> I was twelve. The pajama movie scared me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, another sad movie story. This was actually a date, way back in the day. Do you remember the movie oh, Me right. Before You? um give me a little uh so it was a movie that came out like is it like a romantic comedy so that's what i thought but it's actually it's it's horrible it's actually about a a nurse who goes she's a girl that gets hired as a nurse for this rich paralyzed man and they fall oh i know about this one Yeah. yeah they fall in love and then he announces that he's deciding to like get euthanized going to sweden and get euthanized she begs him not to and he decides that it's for the best and he leaves everything he owns to her and that's the end of the movie and she's just sobbing in this like euthanasia clinic in sweden and i and she's like but he did it for me and i'm like no Uh, no (laughs) it's horrible and i i took I, I I took Sarah to see it. Um, I knew what it was about. She did not know what it was oh, about. That's a, this is a throwback. This is this is a throwback. Yeah. So, I had to do a prompt there for a second. I was like, wait a minute, he didn't say Phoebe. What, no, no, what it wasn't. That? It wasn't Phoebe. Um, it. <laughs> she was like, uh, I didn't realize she she was just crying and walked out of the theater, and I was like. Yeah, it was really sad. And she's like, I thought it was a romantic comedy. I'm like, I thought you knew. I watched the trailer before we went to go see it. And I was like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah, I'm down. I was like, yeah, that was not a fun movie at all. So, yeah, that uh, that's um, now that we've gotten all the sad movies out of the way. One time I watched Over the Hedge with a Girl. Best date of my life. <laughs> I feel like that's not a joke. That's that is kind of a joke. I've never watched a movie with a girl before. Never, never watched a movie with a girl before. I've watched a movie with a girl plenty of times. Let me be clear. I've never watched Over the Hedge with a woman before. You know what movie's a- great? You know what movie's great? Tell me. Central Intelligence, starring Kevin Hart and Dwayne oh, The Rock Johnson. You know what movie's great? Robots, baby. Robots. See a need, fill a need, folks. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every cardinal reminds me of Big Weld. <laughs> I had beer in my mouth. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Surfs up. <laughs> Surfs down the thing of dumb. Just hiding in a workshop by himself. Any final thoughts? No. No, I don't. I I got it all out right around the thirty minute mark. I just kind of exploded and 
I feel better now. I do I too. To go, I hope I go to construction, but I feel better. I feel. I I hope everyone else feels better too. Obviously, it's just it's just so weird to think that we're actually having a crisis because the yeah. other the other times that we've had crises, I've been like, this isn't a real crisis. This is an mm. internet crisis. It's not yeah. real. But yeah. this is actual. This is a yeah. real thing. Cardinals are getting swooped up in the middle of the night on a plane and taken to the Vatican to have political asylum. Like allegedly. 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 Um Yeah. It's it's very different from the normal, you know, the priest used a glass chalice at mass today sort of <laughs> crap that we usually have to deal with. Or like the trads are, I don't know. Or like, the or like our, the trad was mean to me online. Or I meant, I meant to say this, the modernists are at it again, like uh-huh. stuff normal like that. Oh man, hey, we we never talked about like what we did this week. What did you do this week? Um, man, I don't know. I uh, I guess I haven't really talked about it anything at all in the past like two weeks. It's just yeah. been like welcome week. We had a bunch of events with the Newman Center. Uh, through a through a chicken party at our house, um, we yeah I don't know just been going around out on campus starting up Bible studies just like typical stuff you know nothing yeah. nothing crazy. I just Busy. started classes. Yeah. Yep. Doing that's well. About it. Yeah. Good. Things are going good. good. I'm taking a class on Don Quixote. Did you tell Sergio? I didn't yet because oh, I'm not I'm not done with. It's funny because I'm like just finishing up the book. Uh huh. Because I read it for fun last year and this year, not not right. twice, but like got halfway through it and then started up again. And I was like, you know, I really want to read this book in an academic san- like situation because it's a really mm-hmm. good book, and I'm just not getting a lot out of it. And so I'm I there happens to be a class this semester on it, and so nice. I dropped I dropped the grad class I was taking and took this fun class instead. Did you see the bonfire video that I made? No, I didn't. Yo, Ethan's a YouTuber yo. now, guys. Go check out tu underscore focus on Instagram. Uh, I made a pretty cool, just a minute long video. It was like a hype video for this bonfire that we had. It was super unnecessary, but it was really fun to make. Um, I've been trying to make some videos just to help out the the center and advertise stuff. It's been kind of cool. Um, I bought a book about capitalism. I'm trying to get a giant brain about economics. <laughs> uh, I bought a pair of shoes yesterday. Because my, um, my mom told me that I needed a pair of shoes before she left, so I fulfilled that wish from my mom, so I got some shoes. If you are going to, in not you, Ethan, if okay. people in general are going to encounter Houston on September 14th. I can't believe I'm not invited. You can come. There's still space. Is there a free ticket? Just use the code, <laughs> the crunch, I think, for $20 really? off, I think. Twenty dollars off. I'm in the 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 code word, like the have, the, pa- another, the password another, to get have, Ethan. Ethan, I have another code word you can use. You just can't tell anyone about it. Okay. Um, ah, secrets. So if you're going to the Encounter Conference, hang out with me. My my friends told me that when I say that on the podcast, they don't think I'm serious when I say come say hi. They they say that people might find me intimidating. I think that's silly. I'm a huge goofball. 
you are the most talk to me. unintimidating person I've ever met in my entire life. I know. Life. I am a freaking teddy bear. Like, <laughs> before the beard and even still with the beard, I have a baby face. Like, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Ethan, baby face, Ethan's baby boy, kind of intimidating. I'm going to be honest. What? How would what I do that's intimidating? <laughs> I, I can't be intimidating. I, I can't be intimidating. I'm famous. No, Ethan's got this, like, larger-than-life personality, and it's just, it's just so mm. hard to approach you, you know? It's just like... Did I ever tell you the story about SLS? I was there, but no. <laughs> uh, so my friends, Abby and Courtney, shout out Abby and Courtney, were standing off to the side making fun of us as we were, or I think it was just me, because I was like taking pictures with people. And this sounds like way more pretentious than it actually is. People would come up to me and be like, hey, are you Ethan from the crunch? I'd be like, yeah. And I'd get a picture with them. It wasn't yeah. like I was walking around advertising myself, regardless. Um, <laughs> I'm famous. Please take a picture with me. <laughs> Whenever I say I'm famous, I hope everybody knows that I'm joking. Um, the my friends Abby and Courtney were like standing off to the side, making fun of me, being like, "Oh my gosh, is that Propostle? Oh my gosh, I think it is Propostle." Oh, that's and my, my friend. Abby, my friend was like, "Is that Propostle?" And then this other girl that they don't know come up next to him. He goes, "It is. It is him." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've never let them live that down. <laughs> it's the best thing that I never got to witness. Oh my gosh, I had one of those fake. I had one of those like. Uh, those fake celebrity experiences. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. First of all, shout out to Francis university of Steubenville for not accepting any crunch listeners like they did last year, last year during or- freshman orientation, there were like eight people at least wow. that came up to me and, during the first week. And we're like, Oh, Hey, you're Patrick from the crunch. It's always super casual. Anyway, this year that didn't happen at all, but someone did come up to me in the calf who I noticed was a freshman because she was wearing her freshman lanyard and she mm-hmm. walked up and I was bracing myself like for the, yeah, <sighs> For the for the crunch thing, but she was like, "Hey, do you know where we drop off these plates?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, oh, all right." You got the Jesus, carpet pulled out from underneath it. you. You were just you were just gearing yourself up, hiking up your shorts a little bit, standing up a little bit straighter, and then bam, kicked you on the knee, just like bam, just destroyed. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I out of out of sheer embarrassment and like humiliation oh, and like so and like self self pity, I was like. I'll take them for you. <laughs> Do you know where to put these plates? I have a podcast. <laughs> yes, I am Catholic. <laughs> Why? Oh, oh, my God. oh, I'm so glad you asked. Why? Yes, it's on Spotify <laughs> and iTunes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so you should just come. Encounter is going to be great. Ethan, you can come. How far away is your, your ad? It's eight hours away from Tulsa. <laughs> oh, gosh. Never yeah, mind. you can't. It's a bit far. If it was in Dallas, I'd probably try to go. Um, but since it's on the other side of the state of Texas, I don't think I can. <laughs> but yeah, so if you are going to encounter Houston, you should come hang out with me because there's going to be plenty of time to hang out in a Texas-shaped lazy river. So that's cool. Um, I'm really glad it's not like the the hotel that we're staying at isn't in like Colorado, where it's just a Colorado-shaped lazy river. That'd be super boring. Um, <laughs> Or, how long you been work? How long you been workshopping that one? I literally just thought of it. Um, okay. Or like, uh, or like a, a Michigan shaped uh, laser river would just be terrifying. Just like ah, it just breaks off at one point, and like becomes another laser river. Anyway, it's been fun. Uh, Thanks for listening to this whole like hour long podcast. You want to close this out, Ethan? Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Actually, I was going to end it. Um, 
yeah, you get you know where to follow us for Apostle on Twitter, Catholic Pat on Twitter, Ethan Stevie on Instagram. Also, tu underscore focus. Check out all of my work related stuff. Um, Patrick Nebby I I I on Instagram, patreon.com slash the crunch. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that we all got to talk this evening. This was, I feel good about this episode, Patrick. I'm glad that we did this. I was hesitant at first, but I'm glad that we did it. Me too. Um, yes. So if you guys have any questions, you just want to talk, you know where to find us. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And we will see you uh, next week. Bye.